and welcome back to the Health You Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, the Health Curator. If you are new here, my name is Stevie, and I am a mama, a 25-year-old. I have lost 95 pounds through entering the process of healing my body and transforming my life. And I'm here to teach you all the skills, tools, tips, tricks that I learned along the way. This is the Healthy You Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking and discussing something that's been on my heart for quite a while, actually. I've been getting a lot of commenting and engagement um, on TikTok, on Instagram, and I'm starting to understand and see a pattern. We have a lot of collectively limiting beliefs, and we have a lot of individual limiting beliefs, and it's time that we evolve them. This week's episode is brought to you by my one-on-one coaching program, Matrix Coaching. I've got monthly, weekly, unlimited coaching programs available to you now. Head over to thehealthyyou.co if you are interested in more information or working with me one-on-one. Also go and head over there and enter the 50K giveaway for TikTok. Very simple, name, email address, and you get sent a free playlist just for entering. So when it comes to personal transformation and collective identity, we want to start to break apart who you are when you're with other people and who you are when you're with yourself. Because the real work that I would say most people are unwilling to do is the work that they have to do by themselves when nobody else is watching, when it's just them. Um, Because you're not with people 100% of the time. And if you are I am so sorry. (laughs) Um, Being alone can be very therapeutic. It can be very restorative. But very often we numb during our periods of alone time. We do whatever we can to push away ourselves. But the truth is we're not really pushing away us. We're pushing away the mind and the thoughts and the patterns and the cycles that we have on repeat. And... My suggestion is that we stop numbing and instead we change those patterns, we change those thought cycles because indeed we are not our minds. I want to do a little exercise with you right now. It's one that is, it's going to be a little bit out there so I need you to suspend your disbelief but then it's going to change your freaking life. Um, So let's begin. Close your eyes and take a big inhale in. One, two, three, and a big exhale. One, two, three, four. I want you to do that again. Inhale, one, two, three, Exhale, one, two, three, four. And I want you to wait until you notice a voice. Not my voice, perhaps a reaction to this voice that you're hearing. A thought. And I want you to notice the space between you and this thought. 
I want you to notice that you are hearing this thought. And if you are hearing something, it means it is not you. Okay, I want you to open your eyes. The thoughts that we hear, the thoughts we hear all day long when we walk into the grocery store and we're suddenly overwhelmed with smells and sights and, and people and judgments. We start to wonder, are they looking at us? Are we going to choose the right thing? Are we X, Y, Z? These things are repeated thought patterns. And you can choose right now that you hear your thoughts and you notice that you are not them. Now, if you're wondering why I've interrupted our podcast with the smallest little meditation in the beginning, it's because the truth is is that we really need to start to address the fact that we are not our minds. Sometimes we walk around the mind pretending to be us. But when you can stop and slow down, and very often you do have to take yourself out of the noise, the white noise around us, take yourself into your room alone and start to really get to notice that the mind will say a lot of junk and there's a lot of junk going on in the mind, but you are not that junk and you are not your mind. And at the same time, you are not your body. If you look at your body, you, you're going to see, oh, well, that's my hand. But indeed, it is your hand. It is, however, not you. Whatever you are is not stuff that you can visibly see. The body, which we judge so much of our opinions on and we allow others opinions about how we look and about our body to be binding like bonds release yourself from that prison because the way that your body looks it you know you're judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree your body just looks the way it looks now if your choices and actions are contributing to the overall negative health of your body, now that's on you. But like, I look, I'm looking in the mirror right now as I'm recording this, and I just have certain features. For the longest time, I used to avoid, I, I felt so self conscious because my face moves a lot when I talk. I'm a very expressive person. Um, my eyebrows are this janky shape, my lips are uneven, my whole face is uneven. In fact, um, when I'm in person, if you meet me in person, you'll see that my face actually looks um, a, a little bit inverted. And that's because in the mirror, my face looks normal to me and it looks very symmetrical. And then in real life, it's just not. Like, I'm just not a very symmetrical person. And I used to really, that contributed a lot to my um, negative self-talk, you know, 
Um, not just like, oh, you're goofy, but like, oh, you're ugly. How could you ever think that anyone would like somebody like you? Um, and I'm, and I'm sharing that because I know that that's not a singular experience that only I have. Um, but we often allow these reoccurring thoughts and these reoccurring patterns, um, this mind stuff to dictate our beliefs. Um, and we not, we may not even be realizing that we do this. We may have just done it for so long that we, the underlying beliefs we have in our life, which are not usually justified, they're just adopted. We watched our parents live out these thought patterns and these judgments, and so we believe there to be truth in there. Um, I am from Utah. Uh, Utah is known for its very heavily religious aspect, and I grew up in the church uh, aforementioned. Um, I'm not LDS now, uh, and to be quite honest, I was really, I didn't, I didn't want to share that with you because there, I have a lot of fear about what it means for me to talk about my experience, um, in the church and what it means for me to talk openly about the fact that it negatively affected me. Um, I had, but because I grew up in this church, in this religion, ideas kind of seeped into my mind and when we're children our our brains are not really to the place where we can discern whether or not "Mm, that's something that's true or not we just kind of take in all the information in fact the first three years of a child's life they will develop their brain more like than they ever will (laughs) Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't change your brain your brain is completely plastic Um, so I am right now currently in the process of going back and I find things that have limited me and a lot of them are rooted in stuff from my parents, stuff from childhood trauma, stuff from being raised in a a really, really religious state, um, and stuff that because of all of that, I made my own ineffective choices, my own ineffective behaviors that followed me for quite a long time. Now, I know that this sounds kind of depressing. (laughs) The truth is, is that we all have this kind of junk. We just don't like to talk about it. And I think that that's baloney. We need to rely on each other and each other's journeys to see that it's possible to grow past your own junk, to grow past your limiting beliefs. So if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, I kind of get the idea of limiting beliefs, but can you go further? Can you talk more? Um, Here we go. So I used to have a limiting belief that I was a messy person because I grew up um, being told that that I was a messy person, that I was um, not a clean person. Now, that you can look at that situation from afar and say, well, so Stevie actually grew up and um, the stuff that, like, her beliefs aren't her fault, they're because someone did something to her. Or you could choose something that can actually serve you because that doesn't, that pushes this blame. Blame is a temporary relief 
it's it kind of like lifts it off your heart but it doesn't solve the problem it doesn't get rid of the boulder so let's go in and get rid of the the boulder the truth is that i'm not a messy person and when i identify as being messy i create more mess in my life i make allowances because then when i do leave out all the dishes um, and walk away from that i'm just falling on an identity that I believe to be true. I believe that, well, I mean, I'll just clean it up later um, because that's just who I am. That's just how I do things. But now all of this is to say that uh, with the presumption that I don't prefer to be a messy person, um, I really had to uh, tackle this limiting belief head on because I didn't even know it was there. I just knew that my house was messy and I had grown up and like my apartments would be messy Um, and I knew that when I cleaned, I was so, so much more productive and happy. And I felt like finally uncovered from like a burden, but it would always go back and, uh, into a state of chaos. Um, and that's really hard to talk about, to be honest, because there's a reason I have a limiting belief there. There's a lot of, um, talk that I I have somebody else's voice in my head. I have a parent's voice in my head talking to me about cleanliness and 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 me being a pig and and living in a pigsty and all this stuff probably meant nothing to my parent. It just it's just like talk, but it really formed in ruts and kind of patterns and so like I look in the mirror and I used to actually really kind of feel like I looked even like a pig. Um and then I started to treat my body like it was um, an animal rather than a divine gift. And the truth is, is that we're not even, you know, people. That's like a, that's an idea that we look into the mirror and we see our ego. And if you really want to go there with me, let's do it. So I look in the mirror right now and I see a reflection. I see an image. Um, my eye sees light reflecting back to me and I process that as an information that this is who I am. Um, This body that I see in front of me, we are not that body. That is not me. I'm inside of that body and I'm around that body. If you um, believe in souls, that is sort of what that is talking about. That's what what I'm meaning about. So how can my light be messy? Light can't be messy. It's all the layers of junk that I've put around my light that causes mess and dysfunction and it causes ineffective thoughts, behaviors, a lot of thoughts. Now, my thoughts would often go and lean into shame and guilt and because I was very uncomfortable in shame and guilt, I would numb and distract. Now, that would usually end up with like just even adding more chaos And when there's chaos on the inside, the outside is chaos. And when the outside is chaos, the inside is chaos. So I realized that all of this time, my mental health had increasingly gotten worse. And it's because on the internally, I just kept beating myself up. I kept rehearsing these limiting beliefs inside of me um, 
incredibly negative and toxic self-talk. You would never say this to somebody that you would even hate. And the sad thing is, is that I don't know you personally, but I know that this happens to you too. And it could just be something that happens in a split second. Or it could be a constant thing. Whenever you walk into a room, whenever I would walk into a messy room, I would be looking and having the thoughts because thoughts are things. So when you see the things around you, you have a thought. So I'm sitting here and I see my face. And as I see my face, my mind will, will think thoughts about my face, probably ones that I have um, thought before. <laughs> and we are 95% rehearsed thoughts. So what you thought yesterday is 95% what you're going to think today. The good news is, my friend, there's 5% that we've got to work with. And we can slowly transform that 95% over time into 95% that serves us. Um, doesn't mean that there won't occasionally be things that seep in that are toxic. Doesn't mean that we're perfect. It means that we are taking control and we're saying, I am not my mind. I am not these limiting beliefs. I am not these thoughts and I am not this body. And when you realize that you realize, but I am the one who is in charge. And then you can start to actually change who you are internally those thoughts those those behaviors those actions because you no longer are them you can't change something that you are what you can do is put up a a lot of masks of what you aren't and that's really what we've done um these limiting beliefs are just kind of like masks and layers and we can just slowly find them you have to have that awareness to realize that it's there. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't want to do. I could go on to my TikTok right now and look through my comments. And within, you know, a first couple of scrolls, I'm going to see a limiting belief. I used to do this. I can't do it now. I loved it back then. You're identifying with a past self. The, the past doesn't exist, you know, um, you're recreating a memory of who you were at that time, um, which does a disservice to who you are now, to be fair. And then you've also limited yourself by saying, well, I can't do that now. But it's okay because I did it at one point, you know. Um, the truth is, is stop comparing yourself to things that you used to do. I used to be a rock climber in high school. I would rock climb. I would play lacrosse. Does that mean that I could play lacrosse now? No. Does that mean that I could rock climb now? No. Um, in fact, I went and rock climbed and I was like, wow, I absolutely cannot do this because we identify ourselves with skills that we have. Those skills are just not us. Um, just because you have talent at something that you used to do uh, doesn't mean that you are now. I used to be a tremendous singer. Um, I love to sing. I love to write songs. I don't hold that ability now. It doesn't mean that you can't get it back. If I started to play music again every day, work, work my vocal cords, work the muscles, and really start to get creative in that way again, I could redevelop. It wouldn't look the same, though. There would be different things that have changed. Um... 
so stop looking back on your past and saying, you know, um, this is who I used to be. So that's good enough. Start looking at who you are now. And then when you realize, when you're like, well, I do want to like go running, right? I want to be a runner. I used to run. I don't run anymore. Um, so, but I can't run now. I want you to look at that and say, can't I run? And then maybe you're going to say, well, I, I, um, can't run actually because, um, I've got a physical impairment. You've got to really look at that. Is this something that's real or is this something that a doctor mentioned once and you've allowed it to keep you from something you love? Can you not run because your body is so unhealthy? So you could run if you got healthy. Or are you like physically incapable of running because you are now no longer, your, your legs don't work. Um, and I have seen so many people say, you know, I can't do something that I, that I really would like to do, but they actually could. And this is what I used to do all the time. I would say like, oh, I can't do that. Um, in fact, I said I couldn't run because I had never run before. Um, and so I believed myself not to be a runner just because you aren't that now doesn't mean that you can't become that. And this is where we start to realize that our limiting beliefs need to be shifted to a growth mindset. A lot lot of people, um, are really willing to look, look at their food and look at their movement, but they're not even willing to look at their mindset. Because if you address your mindset, you have to start to change. Um, because if you start to look deeply, you will realize that, oh my gosh, it's it's been me this whole time behind the mask. I am the source of my problems. And that's very displacing. Um, so I don't have a judgment for you there. I don't look at you and say, oh, you know, you are surrounded by limiting beliefs and I'm not. I am still surrounded by limiting beliefs. It's just a matter of you need to start taking those layers off and getting confidence that when you see a layer, you will. You will take it off. Because you don't want to suffer. Why would you ever perpetuate suffering? But your limiting beliefs are keeping you suffering right now. I can tell you that. Your limiting beliefs about what you can and cannot eat... um, is keeping you suffering. I have people who um, comment and I am starting to realize that y'all and me are more in common than we are separate. We all have the same collective uh, limiting beliefs about food. Um, I don't know when it developed I don't know, I can't like go back in time or whatever, but it's been there for a while because my mom is that way, her mom is that way. Um, And when I say that way, I mean unconsciously eating. I mean unconsciously approaching diet and exercise. Um, Nutrition is not something that we collectively know. You have to be a quote-unquote nutritionist or a dietitian. Uh, speaking of which, I'm just going to take this as a small moment to say that I am not a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian, and uh, I'm somebody who taught myself stuff about my body and my healing, and uh, 
that's that that's my qualifications um but this is the thing that's the information age we get to have that amazing possibility so like regardless of the fact that our parents are the way that they are just ignore that stop thinking about them stop thinking about well i'm only this way because my parents did x y and z to me yes they did and also you don't know like anything about them as people because all you can see is that they are your parents they've got their own shit um so let them have it and start to identify what you have glommed off of them what you've gleaned and if you don't prefer it get rid of it like there is stuff that my parents do that i absolutely do not do anymore because i found that i was suffering i found that like when i believed that I had to be skinny to have to be have value I really want to be clear with you guys you will be uncovering limiting beliefs for the rest of your life and when you do you will be faced with a choice you can either keep that limiting belief and when you do you are consciously and intentionally choosing your suffering over your growth And I understand, I understand that. Because when you are looking at growth, you're looking into the unknown. There's a big black spot, a void, that you don't know what's over there. You could die if you change. You could die if you try to get healthy and get rid of those cheetahs. That's what your mind tries to tell you. And that's great because that's the that's what the mind's job is to keep you safe to be a good servant it is not meant to be your master it is not meant to be when your voice in your head is so loud when your mind is so loud you must learn to quiet it so that you can start to reconnect with who you truly are so this week i'm i'm gonna keep this uh, this episode really short um but i'm gonna give you some homework So instead of listening to me for 15 more minutes, I want you to go and if you're at work, step out, go to the bathroom. If you're wherever you are, make this happen. Go and spend 15 minutes and listen to your thoughts. Don't judge them, just notice them. It's easier if you're alone and very often easiest if you can go outside and kind of be surrounded by nature the mind gets really active there. Um, But it's also easier to start to discern thought from consciousness. You are the one. You're the one. You're the one who's going to fix your life. And you're only going to be the one if you can learn to identify your limiting beliefs, and to approach them in a non-judgmental but intentional way. That means that you must remain present at all times. That's a skill. So don't expect perfection now. But you need to be present and show up for your life. I believe in you. I believe that if today and your entire life you said... I am this, and it has caused suffering for you. You can choose now that that is no longer who you are, 
and that that was a limiting belief that you choose to let go of now 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 you have more than potential everything is already inside of you we just must start to take away the garbage that you believe is you take away the toxicity the disease the low frequency and the mind can carry some freaking low frequency so this week just start to notice it don't try to do anything we'll we'll talk about this on ad nauseum because this is really really important if you're like what how is this going to help me lose weight you lost 95 pounds and now you're you've lost you've gone off the deep end i lost 95 pounds because i transformed my life not because weight loss is this magical thing that heals you you can heal your body but you must start to heal your mind or else you're going to lose 50 pounds and then you're going to gain it all back because you've never dealt with the limiting belief that made you gain the weight in the first place. Weight is just a symptom. Stop looking at it like it's this moral judgment upon you. Like because of this you have something that is wrong with you. You're perfect. Your body may have some disease, some insulin resistance. Your body may have eaten like a lot of mac and cheese while you were pregnant. That's okay. That's all healable. But don't you for a second think that that means anything about you probably means that you had some limiting beliefs and that's why you're here today to identify that now if this is not easy good (laughs) it's a skill so it's not going to be easy you're going to have to progressively get better at this this is why i tell you if you want to change your life you should expect about a year like in a year you absolutely if you give it a year a full year of your dedication of you sitting down and just doing it you will get better you will get healthier And you will not recognize yourself in a year, but most people don't want to wait a year. Choose that 2021 February, you don't recognize yourself. That's a good thing. That means growth. Don't choose to stay in this place of suffering and limiting beliefs. Choose to leap into the unknown. Choose to identify what's holding you back. And let it go. And also recognize that your mind will not want to let it go. Your body and your mind are connected, so your body will not want to let it go. Everything will be fighting against you. And in that moment, you'll realize, I am not my body, and I am not my mind. I choose to heal. And that will be your key. That will be your key into... uh, into transformation. I hope before I let you go, I'm going to give you a couple recommendations for some content besides my content that I think will help you transform. 
if you are looking into healing your body, you've heard me talk about autophagy and you really would like to find out more, I would seriously consider the book, The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung. If you are looking for some podcasts that are absolute money, um, and we'll probably put mine to shame, but (laughs) that are absolutely incredible, um, I really am loving Trent Shelton's podcast right now. Um, it's phenomenal. I think that there's a lot of stuff on there that is going to tie into this content, um, just in a different way. Um, if you are looking for some meditations that you can do, I highly recommend you look on YouTube, just type in guided meditation. You can find so many different places, so many different channels. I really love Jason Stevenson, um, Michael Seeley. Those are probably two of my top favorites. Please, please, please remember everything that you consume, including content, is a vote for who you choose to be. So choose and be intentional. Right now over on TikTok, I'm doing a giveaway, a 50K giveaway, 50K. Uh, 50,000 people are following me on TikTok, which is absurd to, to, to me. So I'm doing a giveaway of some Gymshark Camel Leggings, my favorite Gordon Ramsay cooking book. All you have to do is go to my website, thehealthyyou.co. On there, you're going to just be fill out a form, uh, your name, your email address. To your email address, I will be sending you a the playlist that I use to lose 95 pounds. It's a really good one, and it's my gift free to you just for entering. It's going to be open for about a week, so I'm going to close it on Sunday, and uh, uh, good luck! This episode has been brought to you by me and my one-on-one coaching program. If you are looking to hang out some more and you're looking to have guidance and support one-on-one with me, I do offer a coaching program. You can choose from monthly, weekly, and unlimited coaching. I would love to be your healthy you coach and your healthy you guide. This is your personal journey, so I am just honored that you even allow me to be part of your life through this podcast. So if you would like to find out more information about my coaching program or enter the giveaway, go over to my website, thehealthyyou.co. All of my content is up there. You can check out the YouTube videos. I hope that you guys have a lovely, lovely week. And until next time, stay curious and be kind. See ya.